Hey y'all, welcome back to the Western Hustle Podcast. I am your host now and forever, Sophia Solzner, the Western Shop Specialist, founder of the Punchy Posse, um, mompreneur extraordinaire. You know me, I really need to get a formal introduction on this podcast um, so you all know that I'm a real professional, right? Moving forward on the podcast, though, we are going to be having female Western entrepreneur guests on this podcast to help me kind of bring you new inspiration, new viewpoints, new all kinds of things. This week to kick off the brand new setting for the podcast, we have Leslie Stearns joining us. Leslie is the host of the Hot Brand Podcast and is a Western branding extraordinaire. So here in just a second, she is going to introduce herself and I cannot wait to hear all of the things that you guys learned and enjoyed from this episode with me and Leslie. So welcome, Leslie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm Leslie Stearns and I do a number of different things. I have a podcast myself, so it's really fun to actually be on this side of the podcast today. Um, Usually I'm, you know, sweating behind the scenes, trying to line out my questions and and do all the editing. So this is like a day off for me. Um, It's called the Hot Brand Podcast and it's similar. I mean, I think we have a lot of the same, you know, audiences and just business topics, but Mm -hmm. the reason I created it was because I wanted something that was business marketing, branding, um, a little bit of personal development too, because I really enjoy that. And I think that business and entrepreneurship go hand in hand with personal development. So it'll be interviews with, um, Western industry entrepreneurs. And then we'll also have like one, uh, how would you say it? I'll also have like, um, solo episodes. I don't know why that word is. I'm eight months <laughs> pregnant now. Too, I'm going to say way. pregnancy so brain for I, sure. No, it's, it's a real thing. Like as we were talking about, talking about before we started recording, my brain is like not all there. So, um, if I can't think of a word, sorry, you might have to edit me a little bit, <laughs> no, but I don't yeah, mind so- between three pregnancies <laughs> and being a mom of three and two businesses, I will edit anything you need me to. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Usually when I'm doing the podcast, I'm like, I'll try to make them sound good. Like take out some ums, take out some likes, but we all have crutch words. So everybody, yeah. you know, it's all about being vulnerable and real. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, that's one thing that I do. And then another thing that I do is um, digital course creation. And I used to do the full on, you know, take on marketing clients and, but now I've kind of transitioned more into coaching. So helping people build their brands and then do that with online courses too. So that's, that's what keeps me busy. That's kind of a side deal for me. I also do sales for a computer software company and pretty much I'm on zoom all day, every day. So you're on zoom for work. And then I message you and I say, can you please be on my podcast? And then I make you get dressed to be on zoom with me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause I always have cameras off in my work meetings. I'm like, these people do not want to see what I look like on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, no, it's, it's actually cool to be able to look. Cause normally like in my interviews, I have cameras turned off. So mm-hmm. it's nice to actually be able to feel like we're in person. Yeah. Well, I just, I want it to feel like a conversation. Like that's how I talk with people best. And that's honestly like how I learn best. And um, I've had a couple of different people come and tell me that they really enjoy like all of my live trainings. And I'm like, really? Because if I don't like write down very specific notes, I will go off on so many rants and I will just like talk and talk. And they're like, no, like we like the rants because that's just you talking. And I actually learn so much from the things that you say when you think you're not teaching me anything. I'm like, mm-hmm. 
Really? So that was honestly kind of like part of the inspiration behind the way that the podcast runs is just talking it out because brainstorming sessions alone are so valuable. So these are just like high quality brainstorming sessions. I think (laughs) I like that. And that's honestly like a lot of the people that I end up watching their Instagram stories and actually turning volume on it's because, I mean, it's not a really buttoned up situation. Like they're usually like one person I can think of right now that I think is so fun to watch and listen to would be saddle tramp brand. Do you follow her? No, I don't. So she's a leather, leather worker, but she has some really fun, like for her branding. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think she does this intentionally. It just kind of happens naturally, but she is obsessed with like true crime. Um, also like Holly, some Hollywood type gossip. She just recently had a baby, but then she does leather work on the side and she listens to all these podcasts. You just literally feel like you came into her life and are watching her because it's almost like it's own like reality show. Like that's how her Instagram are, or her Instagram lives are. So I think that aspect of social media is really fun. And also too, you can like go on and see a celebrity and see what, what are they like in their day to day and not just, you know, the, super polished yeah. what they want everybody to see like more of the behind the scenes that's where especially with tiktok i think everything's trans- transitioning to yeah i agree and i've had so many like conversations lately where people are like well i just i want my feed to look a certain way and i'm like that's fine but just remember that perfectly curated feeds anymore are really not where it's at like even on like instagram i've noticed a ton of like if you put a professional photo like those analytics versus like a photo you took with your iPhone in the mirror and like, like people just want to see real stuff. It, mm-hmm. it can't even compete anymore, which is like unfortunate for us business owners. Cause like, we like everything perfect and polished and we want it this way and that way. And it's like, you just can fly by the seat of your pants and just share realness and people mm-hmm. appreciate that way more. So, mm-hmm. um, I agree a hundred percent. That's definitely the way things are going. The less curated, the better almost. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even in like the Western industry, I feel like you, you can see a difference between like people who are still very caught up and like everything has to look very seamless and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And people who are just like, this is real life. This is ranching. This is the dirty work that goes into it. This is, you know, like there's just so many aspects obviously that people talk about. And then you have like a lot of your like fashion influencers, even now that are like, yeah, I look like this in this picture. But if you come talk to me every single day, I am in sweats and I am not like, I don't look like that every day. And I think there's a nice balance anymore of like, this is real life. And this is me like treating myself to something nice, like a photo shooter. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the balance too, because it's a lot of work to try to curate a perfect feed and to have everything all perfectly branded. And I'm a branding junkie. Like I love branding. So I understand what the benefit of being recognizable in that way is, but the more TikTok and reels have taken off, the more I've seen that it's not, it's really just about who you are as a person and displaying that and yeah, colors, you know, all those things, like they're a piece of the pie, but there's so much more to it than that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing that I have noticed with TikTok, so my TikTok recently, like I've gotten a couple of videos that have gotten good traction and way back when I like first started TikTok, I did like the same thing. Like I had a couple that got really good traction and they blew up like the punchy posse group and all kinds of stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, TikTok is where it's, where it's at. Right. Got super burnt out with it. I put way too much time into something that was not giving me anything in return. I just like 
disappeared off TikTok for like the whole summer at the least. And then when I got back into TikTok, I wasn't, um, I wasn't creating content on TikTok with TikTok in mind. I was Mm -hmm. creating it to be recyclable, to grow my Instagram. And Mm -hmm. I recently have noticed that like, without meaning to, I've just kind of like transitioned my content on TikTok to really like appeal to TikTok. Mm -hmm. And it's, I've seen a decent amount of growth just in the last couple of weeks of doing that, like Mm -hmm. without even really realizing it, you know, you follow like those trending sounds and you post two to six times a day. And they say that there's all of these like keys to going viral or like getting growth Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I like, I do believe in like trending sounds and stuff like that. Cause it's similar idea to like hashtags, but yeah, I mean, I think the key really is just consistency, like anything else, even Instagram, Facebook anymore. You could just, you could post 15 million times a day and you would get no traction, but at least like Instagram and Pinterest and TikTok and stuff like that. It's just like consistency across the board. One thing I think that they've nailed on their, on TikTok is the algorithm. Cause I noticed (laughs) since I'm getting ready, I'm having my baby at a birthing center. So I'm doing an all natural birth. And since I've been studying that, I mean, TikTok is all about postpartum, natural birth, like all these things. So I think they're really good at feeding you what you like, like their algorithm is spot on. And I've, I'm more of a consumer right now than a creator on TikTok, which I don't love. Like I definitely want to move more of my business in that direction to where I'm creating more because honestly, for the things that like you and I do, where a lot of the marketing is um, educational, Mm -hmm. then they really, I mean, it does cater to like a small talking video, which is what I used to like to do on my Instagram and Facebook stories. Anyways, like how can I serve? How can I help somebody today Yeah, on stories? Yeah. You know what? It was so wild for me. So this was, it was probably like a little bit less than a year ago. So it was like last spring, right? This random video. And this is, this is sort of on topic, but not really (laughs) this random video that I made in my car with like just crap lighting. And it was like, these are four Western or these are four hashtags to search for Western wholesalers. And I just was like, I just like pointed, you know, and then they would pop Mm -hmm. up that video got so many views, so many likes. And I was like, you could, this is not, you know, like it's, it feels like common sense to me. Like that was not hard content for me to come up with or anything. Mm -hmm. And it was just like one of the most surprising videos. It's always the ones that you don't, that you think are stupid or like are Mm -hmm. a waste of time that get traction. I feel like, but yeah, you don't have to go learn like a 30 minute dance. Like I'm not going to do that, but I, what I am going to do is break down pieces of my course and share like little pieces of information. And that way, if anybody's interested in that type of material, then they're going to, you know, be intrigued by it. Like it's just enough information to just kind of hook people, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's the very first part of like the, the no like trust, you know, like yes. you're getting them to know, you know what you're about. They start to like you because they get to see your face, which I think is what's really appealing is like, they see mm-hmm. you, but not in a still picture, like Instagram mm-hmm. used to be, you know, it's like, they see you, they see your personality. They can kind of read you a little bit better and tell mm-hmm. if you're a person that they want to follow or get to know. Um, I actually, I had somebody in my messages today on Instagram that was doing like a follow train. And I like, just, I replied and I was like, Hey, that's really awesome. I love that you guys are supporting each other, but like, I only follow accounts that speak to me personally 
And yeah, so so like, if you want to send that to somebody else so that you keep your train going, like, I just want to let you know. And they were Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, thank you for letting me know. But Mm -hmm. even on like TikTok and Instagram, I've had people come to like audits or, you know, one-on-one trainings and be like, I just want to grow my followers. And I'm like, well, unfortunately that's just not like, that's not the goal anymore. Like having a lot of followers. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of exposure for you to make more money, but Mm -hmm what you need is followers that actually give a shit about what you're selling or what you're teaching or whatever. Mm -hmm. So follower account is so much less important because as a society, we've realized that like the number of followers, the number of likes that does not determine the value of a person. So I, yeah. The days of bought likes and bought followers is completely dead. I mean, I never liked that from the get go. I always thought that was so weird, but now it's all about resonating with your end audience that would be like your avatar, your ideal customer and providing them with value. That's all it's about. And so like, I think about the people that I follow that I like on different platforms and it's, it's for the value that they provide. And that's why I think that's a good mental shift for business owners too, is thinking about how, whether it's in aesthetics, like, you know, if you're in the clothing or jewelry business, Mm -hmm. you know, giving them something to look at or whether it's information, educational, Um, yeah, there's just, that's your, your, you want to attract your real audience because if you're doing anything else, it's just pointless because I mean, eventually most people's goal is like the sale at the end. Right. So Mm -hmm. if they're not attracting people that will be interested in buying in the future, there's no point. Absolutely. Numbers don't matter. (laughs) Yeah, they don't. Well, and so I just, yeah. I don't know if I even have anything else to add to that. Cause I feel like we both just like nailed it the whole thing on the head, but just marketing is such a roller coaster that I think people, they don't understand that you have to be flexible with it. Like Mm -hmm. I can teach you something today, but that doesn't mean in two months that it's still going to be applicable to the way that the algorithm is running. Then I don't know what TikTok's doing. I don't know what Instagram's doing that above my pay grade, you know? So I don't have that insider view. I can't teach you things before I know them. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that people are kind of like learning that, like, as long as you're real on social media and you stay somewhat consistent, that you're going to continue to to gain, even if it's really slow growth and traction. And eventually you will like hit a home run at some point. Mm -hmm. Do you follow, what is her name? She's Elise something. She's super funny. She has darker hair. I think so. Oh my gosh. She's so funny, but, um, I'll have to, I'll, I'll send you her TikTok after this. Yeah. Um, but she actually shared a TikTok the other day and she is like, um, she's like a very comedic content creator, but she Mm -hmm. shared something and she's like, I'm so tired of big content creators deleting videos that don't go viral because Mm -hmm. then you don't get to see like their progression or like their creativity or like Mm -hmm. anything like that. Like, and then it puts this negative spin on people who are trying to get to their level because they're like, Oh my, like my videos are never going to go viral every single time. That's unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And it is. Like those content creators are just deleting things to make themselves look very polished, which, you know, to each their own. But yeah. she was saying like, I don't wake up every morning and decide like, I have to hit a home run today. She's like, mm-hmm. I wake up every morning and I'm like, a single is good. Like mm-hmm. 
I just want consistency and you know how like the way that she put it and like the analogies that she was using I was like from somebody who does this for a living I was like mind blown that it just made so much sense the way that she said it but yeah that's smart because I mean and I talk about this I have a branding workbook that kind of talks about where people start and getting started and a lot of times something that's really inspirational is to go back to the beginning of someone's social media or a business's social media and see like ground zero, where were we at? And that's mm-hmm. the same thing with TikTok. Like if they're to, to delete all the ones that didn't go well, then you're not really getting an accurate view of everything. Yeah. So, um, like anybody that's huge now or is famous or does a really great job on social media. If you just scroll back to the beginning and check it out, it's pretty encouraging because it makes you realize you can start exactly where you are, no matter who you are. Absolutely. Well, and even like, I feel like my Instagram is not an accurate representation of the success that I feel like I have reached or like the amount of impact that I have had, because I, one thing I have learned about myself recently is like, I can't keep up with everything. So Mm -hmm. I have the Hospital Revival going right now, which is like an accountability program that has a bunch of educational components Mm -hmm. and, you know, starting the podcast and the planner business that like is just going insane and just like all of the things. And I'm like, I think I've posted on my Instagram, like maybe three, four times since the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. And you know, so I'm not being consistent. So if you got on my Instagram, you would see the fluctuation of where Mm -hmm. I was extremely consistent and putting out educational content. And I was like, I was hitting it so hard, but you can Mm -hmm. also see where that declined. And so now like my engagement isn't as high and stuff like that. You can Mm -hmm. also go back to the beginning and see how embarrassing it was (laughs) when I got started. I think we all have that for sure. And I've seen some big, like big time course creators and people that people that are making a lot of money, like mm-hmm. millions and millions, and they might post on Instagram once every three months. So I think it just kind of depends on going where you're getting paid for and sure. what's the best place for you to be. And just people limiting their amount of screen time and social media mm-hmm. as well. Like I think as a business owner, it's good to pick one or two that fit you and fit your something you can do that is easy enough to work into day to day. But like I said, if you've got a good like sales funnel, or if you've got just a good system to sell, sometimes you don't even really need to be as active on social media as you think you do. Yeah. Like I worked for a company one time, I'm not going to mention any names, but they, um, I worked, I did their social media for a while and they wanted me to post like 20 times a day on Facebook. I don't think the guy really like understood how that works and what I'm like, I'm actually killing your engagement algorithm algorithm. And it's not, this is not beneficial at all. But of course I was just kind of like, yes, sir, I'll do it. And I, somehow I came up with like 20 posts a day during all of NFR, but I'm, it just goes to show that's not, it's, that's not what it's about. Like, (laughs) I think I would have cried. Like, I think I would have actually had a mental breakdown if someone was like, I need you to post 20 times a day. I like, I am one of those, like I, since he was signing my paycheck, I was just like, okay, I'll do it. But I mean, if you were to ask me my opinion, Mm -hmm. my opinion would state something different. (laughs) Yeah. You mentioned that you have a podcast, which I love your podcast. I've listened to a bunch of episodes. I love the one with Clinton Anderson. Like he was, Oh, that was fun. He was just entertaining to listen to like super blunt. I was Um, so scared. (laughs) I actually like chugged a beer before he got on. Cause I was like, I am the so nervous because 
you know, he's the kind of person that could like chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I also know he probably like respects somebody that can hold their own as well. So, yeah. um, I, my girlfriend, she worked for him. And so, you know, she, she was really good at navigating that relationship and, and she got me hooked up with the interview, which was incredible. And that was, it was a definitely really fun. And it's also really fun to talk to somebody that's just not give a crap about yeah. like, he's so successful. And he also has just like done life his way. 110%. Like, yeah. Like if you business. ever want to see anybody that's like, screw the haters, I'm going to do exactly what I want, regardless of what you say. Like, that's the person you look at. Yeah, I feel Extremely like. polarizing. Some people love him. Some people hate him. That's his whole, it's yeah. attractor repel marketing, which I'm mm-hmm. really big on. And he, he is he's the king of that. So I love that. So Mm -hmm. I think he's probably been my favorite guest, but is he your favorite guest or do you have, do you pick favorites? You don't have to play favorites. No, I actually like, I, I come off each one with kind of like a high Yeah, because it's so cool just to learn so much from different people. And that's probably my favorite part is every single interview I've learned something and I've come off being just feeling really invigorated. And, you know, you do things that drain you and you do other things that, that invigorate you and give you energy. And those are every time I do when I'm like, just totally on cloud nine. Um, I would say that my favorite would probably be, it's, it actually is really hard to say, but, um, Keith Mundy of American hat company is like probably one of the most inspirational people I've ever talked to just because it felt like everything that came out of his mouth was just gold advice, uh, tips, the way he thinks the way you can see like his leadership in his business is it's insane. I don't know if I've listened to that episode and I am like heartbroken right now. It was actually my first. So it's kind of like the launch episode. And so oh I did gosh. one with, um, Shelby Tidwell of Justin boots, which was incredible. And then I did one with him. So I recorded him. Like, I think I recorded them the same day. And then I had pushed them out as like kind of my two launch episodes. Okay. Well, so. I'm scrolling back to the, to the top then, because yeah. I have to hear those ones. Yeah, I probably in- just like jumped in whenever I like found you and found the podcast and mm-hmm. then never went back. I'm so sad. No, like you, I think you'll really like it. It's, it's cool too. Cause he talked about things that I didn't it even less online and some more in-person things too. Like for example, how you would, how a retailer would set up their store to where they would display their items in the best way. Things that like totally amazing advice that anybody who owns a business would gain a lot from. That is, that is amazing. And yeah, it's so refreshing to like, see people share things like that, that they had to either learn the hard way, or they were like, you know, blessed enough to find out from somebody else who knew that information already and just like Mm -hmm. share it, especially like he's obviously extremely successful. And so like, I mean, he doesn't really have anybody to compete with probably at this time. Like there is other people. Pretty much like, yeah, he's like the king. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That is, that's so awesome. I'm so excited to listen to that episode. Yeah. One of the coolest things that I thought that he talked about was there. Cause I had always loved American hat companies, social media. Yeah. I think they, it's so simple, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like all of their quotes, they would like their branded quotes that they put out, they get reshared a million times a day. Cause they're just so just his motto behind that is, is what he, one of the things he talks about in the podcast is that he wanted to be able to give away something every single day. So in his, in kind of doing that was the whole, you know, giving value on social media. And that was just a good thought, a positive thought, like 
the whole positive times branding is amazing, but that's what it's all about is, is whether, and I feel like some other stuff is email almost a little, even like law of attraction. Like it's just upbeat, positive mindset and put in a short quote and put out every single day. So not only is he selling the best hats, but he also is like encouraging people literally every day, even like hearing it like that, like, cause I've seen their marketing, you know, just like mm-hmm. as it comes up, but I've never studied it, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, even just hearing you say it like that, like from an entrepreneur side of things, like that would be so encouraging to be able to see a big brand act like that. And like, I know the positive times branding, but mm-hmm. the rest of it is just like, you know, you have to orchestrate something like that. And I'm mm-hmm. sure he doesn't run his own social media or create his own graphics. So like knowing that like he has a whole team of people behind him that have the same mindset and are pushing mm-hmm. the same values and, you know, the same ideas and doing it so successfully and genuinely like, mm-hmm. holy yeah. shit. That's Yeah. Awesome. He talks about that. He talks about positive times because that was uh, Keith Maddox's uh, it was his brand that he had started and kind of added into American hats. And then, um, and that one is kind of taken off with the patches you'll see on the hats, but he talks about just, he talks about that whole story about the, how that even started and what it is. And I think they, they're one of the people, one of the big box brands that really, um, they have a very cohesive, like they have a cohesive look to their, um, which I feel like I've said that word like a million times when we're talking about, (laughs) but like when you look at American hat company, like they don't stray off too far from like the brand, which is cool because it is very recognizable. Yeah. Um, but they do it in just the perfect way. Cause I mean, it's a cowboy hat company, so it's gotta be somewhat traditional, not too. you don't want to go too wild. They they speak to their audience. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember seeing, so like this year was the first year that I was in Vegas during the NFR and I didn't actually go to the NFR itself, but I did go to cowboy Christmas. And my husband is super awesome and supportive of all of the things I want to do and like our kids. And so he didn't grow up in a rodeo background or like around Mm -hmm. livestock or anything like that. So like he's been learning along as we go. And um, so he humored me and we went to Cowboy Christmas and I literally like I walked past the American hat booth and I was like, Oh my God. I was like, it's right there. You know, like I was like, all giddy. I was giddy the whole time, but I was like, Mm -hmm. I want to stop so bad. And he's like, let's stop. And I was like, no, cause I'll buy something. I was like, I just, I got to keep walking. I was like, but like my heart was, it just like flutters. Cause their whole company just like gives you such a good vibe. Like they, Mm -hmm. you know, they're very encouraging. They are. They, so they're, we, we live in Boyd in Texas Mm -hmm. and right down the road is Bowie and that's where their actual hat factory is. So we go up quite a lot and go like when my husband wants a new hat, we'll go up there to the factory and, and go see it. And that's one thing I love about being in Texas because I'm originally from Montana. And this is the funniest thing. Like when I was in Montana, I would get the NRS catalog Mm -hmm. and just, Oh my gosh, NRS. Like it was like, Oh, like this place. Now I live 17 minutes down the road from it. We go to NRS multiple times a week. We go like rope the dummy there and try buy ropes and try out things. And just, if we're bored, we'll go to NRS and then go to the roping practices there and the jackpots. And, and so it's cool being in Texas where there's all these huge 
amazing companies and brands. It's almost like you were saying surreal. Like you walk by and you're like, this is incredible. Same when I moved to, when I first moved to Texas, like in Stephenville, like driving by and there's, there's the USTRC's office, like all these cool businesses. So it's fun to be right in the kind of in the area where this is all all the big, not saying all of them, but a lot of really cool businesses and Western industry businesses are here. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, even like now Texas is kind of like bursting at the seams. It sounds like I don't live there. I live in Mm -hmm. Iowa. So I don't know from experience, but it sounds like, you know, there's a lot of people going to Texas for good reason, but I just Mm -hmm. think that not everybody like understands where like Texas came from or you know like these are the values we have and then you have people in the western industry who live there and they see the things that they dreamed about as kids you know and they're like I live in the middle of this I can literally go there any day that I want to you know Mm -hmm. and it's it's so crazy the mecca yeah (laughs) it's just it's so crazy how like fast life changes for people too yeah yeah. Like I definitely, we live in the best area possible for team roping and any Where's sort of the best area possible for youth bull riding, <laughs> probably close to around here. Honestly, like anything rodeo wise, I, yeah. we have some friends that have some kids that do youth bulls and, and it's, yeah, this is the spot here. So I'm, it's kind of like Weatherford, Fort Worth, Decatur, that whole, we're right mm-hmm. kind of in the middle of right there. Uh, one of my best friends lives in like the Weatherford area and uh, she's, yeah, she's like, you can come to Texas, but you can't come here. There's too many people. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right. Got it. <laughs> awesome here. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Now that y'all are getting like an ice storm and all of that mm-hmm. stuff, I'm like, listen, if I'm going to move to Texas from Iowa, I'm not coming for ice storms because we get like you know, we have longer winters here, obviously, and they're way worse than Texas, like as far as weather and coldness wise, but like, we're built for that here because that's what it's like here. We have plows, we have all of the things to get the roads cleaned off as fast as possible. Like, Mm -hmm. even if we're getting a big storm within 12 hours after that storm, you can leave your house and you're not worried about driving conditions. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I would survive in Texas. Like, it doesn't happen often. So honestly, it's worth it for the limited amount. And last year when we had our big snowmageddon thing, it was so fun. Be- not for everybody. Like, I know that sounds right. really selfish. Cause like I had a great time. Yeah. Most people were like living hell on earth. Well, but you're I from was- Montana. <laughs> well, we, and we had our power went out, but our friends had power. So like three different couples, we all came and stayed at their house and we were like playing cards and like drinking crown Royal at night, making meals. Like it was like a one big fun week long party. We'd work during the day and then just go out and like save animals and then come back at night and like crock pot food. Like it was a blast, but this year I feel like Texas hopefully has it a little more under control. I don't think we're going to knock on wood. I don't think we're going to have that happen again, but I had a good time. We're like out there (laughs) chopping ice. And it's like, this reminds me of my childhood. Did you tack up horses and like pull the sled behind or like, I've seen people like ski behind the horse. I can't remember. Yeah. No, I didn't get that into it, but we did take our ranger and pull the kids out on the sled. And it was, it's freezing because the cold here is very cold. Like the humidity People say that, but it's different. It's, it's yeah. very cold. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've heard too. And like, I give people a hard time all the time because they're like, it's so cold in Texas today. And I'm like, 
it's negative 20 degrees outside with the wind chill. You're being dramatic. And then like, you know, the more that I'm on TikTok and stuff like that, like it comes all back around because like I'm out here making fun of people and I'm like, you're such a big baby. And then people on TikTok are like, the cold in Texas is different. They're like, I'm from Michigan, Northern Michigan. And Mm -hmm. I came to Texas and I am freezing my ass off. Yeah. It is different, but I think too, like the days, I always say it's worth it because most of my life here is spent in a tank top on a horse out in the sunshine. So I'll take whatever sort of humid cold there is maybe a few times a year. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, it doesn't last that long in Texas, does it? No, no. Like like, we have snow on the ground right now for the first time in like a full year and it'll be gone probably within two days. Yeah. Well, even like the cold though, like the cold doesn't last very long, does it? Cause like our, no, like in like, Montana, eight months out of the year here, like maybe a month of cold. Yeah. Yeah. See, we don't have like eight months. I like to be dramatic and say that we do, but like ours is usually from like, it'll start getting cold at the end of December, but we don't get snow until January usually. Mm-hmm. And then it's cold though, until like halfway through March, yeah. even sometimes all the way through March, which is like it's so inconvenient for me because my brain is programmed to think that spring starts in March. Yeah. It does not. <laughs> no, no. I'm like, never if I can just that. make it through February, everything's going to be okay. Seasonal depression will be cured in March. Just magically yeah, sunshine. That is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. I've never been to Iowa, but I, I mean, when I think of Iowa, I think snow and cattle and dairy yeah. and you know, yeah. all that stuff. We have a lot of corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. We have a, I actually like nice people. Yeah we do have very nice people. Midwest nice (laughs) is a real thing. Um, but I I've grown up here my whole life. Like I've never lived anywhere besides Iowa. And I like being able to see like rolling fields in the summer and just like, there's so much green everywhere. And like, it's fucking humid because of all of our fields and stuff like that. But it's just, and maybe like my family. Um, so like we have a century farm on my dad's side of the family. So I grew up out there and like helping my uncles and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe I just have a different appreciation for it, but it's like, it's its own kind of beautiful, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and I always, am like, I want to move to Texas. I want to move somewhere warm. I want to move somewhere where like, I'm in the Mecca of like the Western industry. Like that would be so cool. But then like the idea of leaving Iowa is also like slightly heartbreaking for me because I just, I kind of like it here. That's so hard for me to say out loud. Yeah. (laughs) Middle of winter, me to say, I like Iowa is like, you'll never hear me say that again. (laughs) You probably get lots of good office work time though. I do. But, um, my kids also just bug me 24 seven cause they can't go outside. Like, Mm -hmm. cause I, I have my two-year-old. And so like when it's nice outside, I can sit outside and I can watch him. Well, Mm -hmm. when it's cold outside, I'm not gonna, I, I just don't, I'm not going to sit outside Mm -hmm. and I don't like that. And like for a while I can like watch from the sliding door or whatever, but he's only two. So he doesn't like go outside and play by himself really anyways, unless yeah. my older kids is home. Um, but like in the summer, like we live in the middle of nowhere and you know, the people who are around us, we know them, like it's not, we literally live in the middle of nowhere. So they go outside and they just like run wild and the dog goes out. And I have no fear when the dog's out there because he would kill anyone who tried to come near them. And I can just like do my thing and they're happy and they're content and, I That's just the like, best way to grow up. Yeah. So like 
winter, I feel like once my kids are like all older and they're all in school, I'll be like, yes, winter, like two solid months of like work time. And we don't have much going on and like on the rodeo side of stuff. So mm-hmm. although I, I just love summer, that's all. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> so before we hopped on here, you were telling me, so as we like shift back into like branding and stuff like that, you were telling me you have a really fun project that you've been working on. Yeah. Yeah. So I have been working on this for about eight months and my dream has always to been to create digital courses just because I've used them and have seen success with them and know how powerful and valuable they are, as well as just the concept of passive income has always been really cool. Like I wrote an ebook a few years ago and every time I'd get an email that was like, you made a sale. Like it's just, it's a cool, the fact that we live in a day an age where you can do that blows my mind a little bit. And there's people that are doing really well with it. So I knew I wanted to create a course for a long time. And branding is one of those things that is so, if you have a good branding, you can almost, that's can almost be like a marketing plan in a Mm -hmm. sense. So, um, I, my, my course is based upon branding, but then the thing that makes it different from other branding courses, cause there's a million of them out there. Like it just depends on who you like and who you follow and want to learn from, like there's branding courses everywhere, but what makes this different is it incorporates the science and psychology of attraction, like ability, all of these things. So it's not just kind of like this, you know, oh, I pulled it out of nowhere information. Like these are scientific studies about likability and, you know, there's, it's kind of a little hitch on that because like we talked about attract and repel marketing. Some people are going to like you. Some people are, are not going to, but this is based upon the, the people that do, that do resonate with you and what you like, and then how you can make your brand and your business more attractive, more magnetic to those people. Yeah. And so like, for example, I mean, I have a thing that I've created called the magnet method. So it talks about not only online likability, but in person too. So you've got like in-person things, which a lot of that I learned from pageants. Mm -hmm. I did Miss Rodeo Montana and other things, which sounds really funny, but when you're learning how to interview and learning all these things, there's little tips in there and interviewing skills that can help out with that. So there's the in-person piece there's online. Like, how can I, how can I care about other people and make other people feel good? And then put that online as well. And then, um, just a lot of the, the attraction piece I found really interesting, but one time before a pageant, I, um, I read this book about, it was, it was science based about attraction Mm -hmm. and it talked about little things like, um, for example, if you embarrass yourself to, you know, something as simple as like laughing at yourself, if you walked into a room and like tripped like that actually makes you more likable than if you were to just like be embarrassed and it was to be weird. Um, and then just things I've learned along the way about that and have studied. So it's really fun. Like I could talk about it all day. It's really fun information. It's really helpful because I don't know if you've had this before where you have a conversation with someone and they're so focused on you and they're really good at listening and they're doing all these things that you walk away from that being like, that's the most interesting person I've ever talked to, but in reality, they didn't even say anything. You were the one talking the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's about that. That's what the course is about, but mix in the dynamic of branding too. So that <laughs> sounds so fun. It's interesting. It really, and it's also practical to daily life because you can use that 
if you're at the grocery store, if you're a business owner and you're interacting with a client or a potential client, there's just so many places you can use it. I am like so intrigued. Like I definitely have to buy it because even like ever since I've been little, like, I'm just, I'm curious to know the psychology about it because ever since I was little, people are like, literally you would be like a baby or like, you know, one year old and people would come up to you in the grocery store and like, they would just be like pulled to you. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. mama was one. And she's like, no, but seriously, like, I don't know what it is about you, but like people just, they just gravitate towards you. And she's told me that, you know, there was like things that happened in high school and like, you know, bullying and stuff like that. And I'm like, mom, I just don't understand why these people won't leave me alone. And she's like, I think that though, you know, like that, whatever that is about you that attracts people, like it goes both ways. You're going to attract good people (laughs) and you're going to attract bad people. And you know, that's just the way that you are. And I'm like, how do I change it? (laughs) Like, how do I get rid of it? Yeah. Like, are you the person that has like, no matter where you're at, like a kind of like, you'll have the weird person talk to you at the gas station. You're like, ah, (laughs) yeah, I will. But like, I don't know if it's just because like, growing up, I was always told, you know, like nobody is better than anybody else. Nobody is different from anybody else. Mm -hmm. And my brother has like some certain health issues. He's on the autism spectrum. And so I really can just kind of like have a conversation with whoever. And like, there are people who I get a, like, I get a very strong vibe from and I'm like, no, thank you. But like, Mm -hmm. if you're coming off like weird or different, or like you're making other people uncomfortable, there's a Mm -hmm. very low chance that like, I am not going to talk to you, you know, Mm -hmm. like, because you really, you never know. And even though that person may look like dirty, or they might not like talk where they sound very educated or something like Mm -hmm. that, like, that doesn't mean that they're any less of a person because they don't have the tools to properly care for themselves or, you know, they have a medical condition or like whatever. So I am that person, but I'm lucky enough that I was like raised to be able to interact with people like that and not feel Mm -hmm. weird or uncomfortable about it. There's been times that, um, we travel a lot. So like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I go to gas stations way too much, but you know, like there's been times where I'm like standing in the checkout line at a gas station and human trafficking is a very real thing. And I get that. Mm -hmm. And so like there, you know, you can watch interactions and know when something is okay. And when something's not, I feel like, Yeah. and there was this younger girl and I can like, I can still see it in my mind. And there was this younger girl and this gentleman, and he wasn't giving me any like weird vibes, but you could just tell like from her body language and she was turning away from him and trying to avoid him Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And he just, you know, he just wanted to talk to somebody and I don't, you know, whatever it was. And I just like, I moved up my spot in line and I was a little bit closer to them. And I was like, I was like, have you ever tried those? I don't even know what the hell it was on the shelf. And I was like, have you ever tried those? And this guy like turns on, he's like me. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, I was thinking about getting those, you know, like we still have a couple hours on the road and I'm just freaking starving. Like, are they good? And like, you know, I just sparked up a random conversation just to kind of get the uncomfortableness away from her, but (laughs) let her give, give her some room to breathe. But, um, yeah, just like, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of it about nothing. I feel like for a minute. No, no, that ties in because a lot of it is like some people have natural emotional intelligence or EQ, they call it. And then other people don't. So like, you'll find if you're ever in a situation where you have somebody that has a high um, they have that high EQ. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to be around them. It's really fun. You can have good conversations, but if someone doesn't have that, like, it's like the person that's like talking and you want to get away from them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that, I feel like if people don't have that naturally. 
that's something worth taking the time to learn. And that's kind of what the course is about. So it's, it's about, especially for business people, because business people are interacting with people so much. And they say, you know, people buy from people that, as you talked about earlier, like no trust people also buy from friends. So if someone can consider you a friend, then they're more likely to purchase your product or service, not saying that's why you befriend people, but it's just your friends will be your circle that buy from you first. So anything you can do in regard to likability, attraction, being a good friend, being a good person, making other people feel good Mm -hmm. is only going to bring business up. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I feel like even if you're, you know, similar to me and you can talk to anybody in the room and, you know, you have like that natural likability, like there would still be so much to learn from your course, like how to do it in a way that translates to marketing. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's just a certain way to do it as an entrepreneur that even if you have like that natural magnetic pull, like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's still so much to learn there. Or like, even like I get on live videos sometimes and I'm like, this is so dumb. Cause I'm like talking to myself. And even after being in business for, you know, two years doing the same thing and doing live trainings and stuff like that, like I would much rather have a conversation like this one-on-one with someone because mm-hmm. I can see how they're feeling, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably talk about that, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the, it, that's one thing that I think is so interesting is translating all that to online yeah. because, but a lot of it does translate over pretty cleanly because if you think about it, it's how People are there on social media for not for you, but for them and how you make them feel. So Mm -hmm. if you can give people things that make them feel good and also, you know, solve their problems, that sort of thing, it's, it's all a part of your brand. Like, why do you choose to follow the people that you follow? Like, I like to think about that a lot and like to, you know, prompt people to think about that for themselves. Like there's certain people you follow because you're like, they're going to drop me a daily dose of wisdom. That's going to be life-changing or whatever, you know? So yeah, that's a huge piece of it as well. Oh my gosh. So when is it going to be ready? You said it's been eight months you've been working on it. Do you have like a estimated date or are you just like taking it one pregnancy brain day at a time? Because I, (laughs) I absolutely respect that. (laughs) That was the reason it's taken so I honestly wanted to have it out way sooner, but it, the pregnancy is the reason it has taken me that long mm-hmm. because, you know, you kind of get through a piece and then you take a break for like two months and then yeah. you come back, but I'm at the tail end of it now. And so I'm planning to have it by the time this podcast is released, I'll have it available. Perfect. So that's a link I'll probably share with you because it's, it's going to be a, it's a five day. That's one thing about courses. Like the more digestible, the better. Mm -hmm. So it's a five day course where it's basically like a training each day Mm -hmm. and, and it's a recorded, it's like a slide slide deck. So some visuals along with talking, yeah, teaching that sort of a thing. Um, cause I'm a visual learner. I know not everybody is, but for me to be able to like, see something like a picture or something on the screen, that's really helpful. Um, and then two, uh, I have actually my workbook here. So part of it, of the piece of it is this workbook. I made this last, I think last year or two years ago, and um, it's brainstorm your brand. So I actually printed this one out. It's kind of fun to have it physical as well as, um, as well as what's the word, like an e-fillable, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's part of it's actually getting that piece of your, all of the, the little things that make your brand 
recognizable that are physical. Mm -hmm. And then the other piece of it is that the mindset and the um, attraction piece. So like I said, it's taken a while because of the prego brain and it's going to be ready by the time this thing comes out because I'm giving myself a deadline and I'm excited to see what people think and how they use it. And just, you know, it's, it's cool to, it's cool to make something and put it out into the world and then see if it helps people, because that's a real, the major piece is if it can help a business owner. Absolutely. So once you share that link with me, then we will definitely have it in the show notes below this. So when you're listening to this podcast, just go down to the bottom, click on it and go purchase it because I've known Leslie for a while and I can guarantee everything she teaches you is going to be worth it anyways. (laughs) A lot of it is curated from like studies, which is cool. Mm -hmm. So like I mentioned, it's not just about you know, some random thing. I mean, some of it is just like life observations, but there's a lot that that was like, this study was done on this day with this group of people. And this is what it's proven and crazy things too. Like even simple things like the color red is known to people are, are perceived as more attractive when they wear the color red, like little fun facts like that. But then there's more serious red is not my color. No, (laughs) it's not my favorite color. I don't mind it. And obviously I don't think somebody should wear it if they don't like it, but there's just, and then there's also like, I was doing a bunch of research on it on last night and, and, um, things about vulnerability studies about vulnerability. Like there's this thing called the, the, um, what do they call that one? The beautiful mess effect. So talking about how if somebody like they've take done studies where, um, two people are like, they're kind of one person, everybody knows is a little bit more intelligent and more successful. And the other one isn't. And the person that, um, spilt, like they'll, they had to listen to a recording where a guy spilled his coffee on his shirt and it was the more intelligent guy. And they did a study and the people that listened to it actually thought that that person was, or they thought he was more attractive and they were drawn to him more because he showed vulnerability, but he had already proven that he was kind of like an intelligent person but they actually rated him as, um, more likable and more intelligent than the person that was kind of of the mid level. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's some things like that to where like vulnerable vulnerability is great, but also proving that you're intelligent and then you're efficient and proficient in what you do. So, yeah, that is so interesting. (laughs) We, uh, we're reading a book in the hospital revival, the, you are a badass one. I mean, I know so many people have read it. And so we're like working through it a couple chapters at a time together. And I, there, I feel like it's like a blessing and a curse to like read and learn like psychological reasons behind things because Mm -hmm. now, like, not only do I understand myself better and I can like cope with, you know, different things and, you know, depression, anxiety, like stuff like that. Like I understand where it comes from and like where that all happen. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, like someone else acts a certain way and I can be like, okay. So then if I know them well enough, sometimes I will go back and I'll be like, okay, well this happened in their life about this time, this happened. And you know, Mm -hmm. so like, I don't justify behavior because I just, that's just not who I am. Like if you Mm -hmm. and I don't vibe, then we don't vibe. But like, I understand that you're going through stuff and that you're processing it a completely different way you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love learning about like all of the psychological things I told you, I think, I don't know if we already talked about on the podcast or if it was before we started recording, but I took psychology in high school and I took Mm -hmm. like the college level class and I loved that class. And I'm not, 
I don't have like the scientific brain, like math, science, stuff like that. That's not like where I thrive, but psychology, just psychology is like, it's so interesting to me. I it love is. It. Yeah. That was definitely my favorite class in college. And also we pretty much just learned about serial killers. So <laughs> it kept all the kids scared and entertained, but yeah, I love, I love all of that. And that's part of the reason that I did this because it's more of like a, it's kind of like a passion project, honestly, just super interesting. And once you, if you're around people a lot and you start observing people and you see things you like and see things you don't like, you can kind of make, you can kind of adjust your own behavior to where you're either you're inspired by the people you like and how they make you feel. And you're kind of turned off by the way other people make you feel to where now I've kind of, I, I don't know. I feel like it's changed who I am as a person. Yeah. Um, and the first time I was introduced to that, like somebody that I really had a, an interaction with to where I was so positively impacted, I was 18 and I can't even remember this lady's name, but cause it's been so many years, I'm like 35 now. So it's oh, been wow, a while, old. but <laughs> I know I'm so old. Um, but she, I was going through kind of a hard time in my life and she was so, she asked me so many questions about myself and the conversation, she was so zoned in to me and asking, and like, it was just one question after another in this conversation. And I literally knew nothing about her. And I was like, that is the nicest person I've ever met because this day and age, people are so self-focused that when you get in a conversation with somebody that really cares and is interested in about you genuinely, mm -hmm. then it makes a really big impression. And this was even however many years ago. So it's even more now with like social media and everything. So that like kind of I stuff is very that. valuable. Yeah. I feel like I've heard like those kind of like strategies, um, from like salespeople too. like, you know, when they're mm -hmm. teaching, like, this is how you appeal to someone, you know, for this reason. And, you know, mm -hmm. obviously they were using it in like, as a, you know, salesperson, like whether you're in the car sales or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, yeah. but even like taking that into real life, like just think about how valuable relationships could be if people would actually take turns listening to each other and, you mm -hmm. know, being involved in a conversation like that and mm -hmm. just shut Not up. Just waiting to talk. Themselves. Yeah. 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 No, that's a big, that is, that's a really good point. Like actually caring, caring about what other people say, listening, waiting, not, not waiting for their, their spot that where they get to talk, but actually like listening and asking questions based yeah. upon what that person said. Yeah. So I, man, being self-aware is such a pain in the ass sometimes, isn't it? Like just sitting here <laughs> having this conversation, I realize like, how much less I've been asking questions to people in my personal life because I do it all day for work. And so, man, I feel like maybe some of my personal relationships need some attention. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's the cool thing about this stuff though, too, is, is like, not only is it business, but it's life and it's family too. I, I even with kids, like my stepkids, I try to ask them as a parent role, parent figure in the parent role, ask them questions and care about what's going on in their life too. Yeah. Because there's every person in your life deserves that, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And like a spouse, like asking him how their day was and actually like listening to like what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So as a step parent, like, I'm just really curious as mm -hmm. like a step parent who's expecting, you know, like to birth your first child, right? Yeah. What are like, what like parenting things do you feel like you already have figured out? And like, what things are you like 
I have no idea how I'm going to handle that when it actually comes. Yeah. So like when I first came into the kid's life, I read this thing about step parenting and it said to emphasize uh, connection over correction. Mm -hmm. And so from the beginning, it was always about just finding ways to connect and have my own relationship with them and not just be like, oh, well, you know, it's like, how do I put it? Like trying to actually get to know them, have a relationship with them on a one-on-one instead Mm -hmm. of being like, well, we're all going to hang out because I'm married to your dad but I don't really care about you. Like, you know, cause there's step parents that do it that way. Yeah, so I've always yeah. tried to like spend my one-on-one time with them and, and get to know them. And so as far as that connection over correction, the part I'm having a little boy <laughs> and which I'm honestly terrified about, but I'm, I'm really? excited. Too. Yeah. Oh, just cause like, I feel like I'm a girl's girl. So I'm a little scared of like raising a boy, but I'm also getting really excited. But anyway, so I think the big, the big thing that I is definitely going to be new for me is being more of like the disciplinarian mm-hmm. since I'm more of like the fun, like, well, you get to be, yeah, you fun. get to be like, the chill parent for sure. Yeah. Um, I think too, I missed the baby stage. So I came into their life when they just turned four. And so the whole zero to four, that'll be new for me as well. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to let you know <laughs> the terrible twos are not that bad good three to four (laughs) I will be sending you what's your favorite alcoholic beverage because I'm gonna send you a (laughs) bottle every single week like I swear to god like three to four they like they're gaining so much more independence and they're definitely like testing the limits when people are like terrible twos I'm like absolutely stop telling people that that is a lie I have three kids that is a lie yeah (laughs) three to four is so much more so mobile yeah. Oh yeah. Before like they're just, Oh, they're gone for sure. Even like my two-year-old, he is, he is so smart, like ridiculously smart and he talks super well. And I, you know, part of that is having older siblings and stuff like that, trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then I'm like, listen, you look at me and listen, you're two, you're not allowed to do that. And he's like, yeah, I am. And I'm like, no, you're not like, get down, get off the table, you know, like whatever it is. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, strong-willed children, all three of mine are very strong-willed and, you know, we love that, but <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a good thing. It'll, it'll pay off in the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like you have good relationships with your, all of your kids. I'm sure that yeah. it will be the same with your little boy. Do you guys have names picked out? We don't really have a name yet. Yeah. So I have about 10 weeks to figure it out. I Everybody. For sure. We, we joke around because, okay. So we, the baby was conceived at, uh, uh, the OTRA finals, which is like the cores roping finals, mm-hmm. what we kind of figured by the calendar. So we were joking around, like calling him cores. And so I like call him that as like a nickname as a joke, but I'm like, this kid will have no chance in life if we actually <laughs> do that. So we're not going to, some people are like, I like it. I'm like, no, hey, Budweiser, come here. I yeah, get over here, bud. No, I think that name's actually kind of cute, but no, but so we don't like, we don't have a name like yet. Budweiser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only, so my husband was actually at basic training when my oldest was born. So, and we knew that that's how it was going to be. So we picked out Bo's name um, beforehand, but the rest of them, I was like, I am not going to like, I don't have a final name until I meet them, you know? Yeah. So yeah, we have like, cool yeah, we had like a list of a couple and usually I always had a favorite, like in the back of my head that I was like, I'm pretty sure this is going to be it. But I still was like, 
I don't know. Some of my family is super nosy and they tell other people things that I'm like, that's not your business to share. And like, I, you know, I love them, but, and that, I feel like that's some of like the older generation is like, they just call and tell people stuff, you know, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the old game of telephone. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a name. Nope. I don't have a name. I don't have a name. And, um, so actually my daughter's name is Georgia. And if Bo was a girl, he was going to be named Georgia. And we went through, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of baby girl names. And we, we could not agree on a single one. And finally, uh, my husband was just like, I thought we were going with Georgia Lynn. And I was like, no, I was like, that was going to be Bo's name when he was a girl. I don't want to use that. Like I want something different. And he's like, why? And I was like, I don't know. Cause I feel like, you know, like that was reserved for Bo if he was a girl and he's like, buddy's boy. And I'm like, <laughs> okay well it doesn't matter and then she ended up anyways yeah I love that my middle name is Lynn and my mom and my husband's mom and I mean like my grandma's and so it's like a that's that's crazy because that's my middle name that's my dad's my dad's is l-e-n-n and then my grandma who is his mom was Lynn too so that's like our family middle name as well yeah it's yeah it goes all the way. My dad is actually Jamie Lynn too. My, my dad and my mother-in-law are both named Jamie Lynn. Really? Yes. Yeah. Cause you can do a masculine and feminine, feminine, yeah. feminine, feminine <laughs> on either of those. Yeah, <laughs> cool. absolutely. But when it came to Ryder, so actually my grandma passed away shortly after I found out that I was pregnant um, with my third baby mm-hmm. and um, her name was Marcella, but everybody used to call her Marcy. And I literally from like, well, first when I found out I was pregnant with my third kid in, you know, four years, basically, I cried Mm -hmm. for a whole week. And then after that, I said, if we're having a girl, I want to, I want to use the name Marcy. My husband was like, yeah, absolutely. And so when my grandma was in the hospital at the very end um, of her life, um, I actually, she was the very first person like outside of my family that I got to tell that I was pregnant again. And, um, and I got to tell her that if we have a girl, I want to name her Marcy. And like, I can just, she wasn't aware of anything that was going on at any time, but you know, they can still hear you. And I just like, that was so powerful. You know, That's I just, so sweet. kids are yeah. just magical. And I'm yes. so excited for you. I think you're going to be a wonderful mother, even if the zero to four stage is new to you. I think you're going to rock it. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode with me and Leslie. There will be so many more episodes like this to come, and I cannot wait to bring you more conversations with myself and other female Western entrepreneurs because the world is just full of people who have so much knowledge and things to share and I already have more episodes as I'm recording this outro up my sleeve that I just cannot wait to push out to y'all. So if you liked this, you can find Leslie at at Leslie Stearns on Instagram. Um, And that is where you can find links to her podcast, to all of her courses, to anything else cool that she does. Um, You can find her there on Instagram. And of course, you can follow me at Sophia Solzner. You can also follow the podcast at the Western Hustle Podcast. Um, And if you are a Western female entrepreneur that is just finding me through this podcast, make sure you go join us in the Punchy Posse group on Facebook. We would love to have you and share all of our 
amazing tips and tricks with you. The community is just fantastic over there. So um, if you like this episode, please share it on Instagram, uh, tag me, tag Leslie, and you can always give us a review or subscribe because as you know, that totally helps me. Uh, but yeah, enjoy your day.